have an introduction for any of this. I think we're probably just gonna like ramble and then eventually it'll roll into, oh hi, it's us. Somebody's... Oh hi, it's us. Oh, I was <laughs> that ramble was the shortest ramble of all time. I was gonna I have I mean, I can, I can ramble if you want. Seth, ramble. You know, ramble, Seth, ramble, if ramble. you ramble, I will cut you off and <laughs> it will be great. Rabble, 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 I mean, rabble. I, listen, I, I can ramble, okay? I'm sick. I have cough medicine in me in, enough to be able to see things, maybe. Like, I, I can ramble until we get around to introducing to everyone. Okay, that's that really nice. Hey, guys, everybody. Yeah, that's, tussin, that's what he tussin. said. <laughs> yes, it is the Q&A sessions. Two-year anniversary, almost, Q&A session for Green Mountain Mysteries. Whoa, it's been two years since we did this? <laughs> No, okay. No, I mean, since the last Q&A? No, it's been no. one. What? Oh, okay. Yeah, it's been oh. two years since the show no, started. Guys, this man's high on cough medicine. <laughs> yes, the very, the Tussin very. put it down like it was nothing. Robocop couldn't stop me from puking and flushing. No balls to be busting, no fighting, no cussing. Just love for a drug called Robo-Tussin. <laughs> you, you gonna keep going, bud? <laughs> Are you rapping MC Chris? Oh my god. I mean, anyway, yeah. welcome wow. to the Green Mountain Mysteries Q&A for our two-year anniversary. Yay! <laughs> uh, yeah, and once again, we have Seth here, as you've already heard, uh, because we have questions for everybody on the cast, and also for Seth, the guy what done uh, wrote a lot of this good stuff that we're doing. So, hooray! Um, let's Let's just get into this, I think, with what might be the most appropriate first question uh, for a Q&A, which is... Wait, for new wrestlers... Not wrestlers. Pff, for new <laughs> listeners... <laughs> for new listeners... I'm sorry, Dynamite's on right now. I don't have it on, but Dynamite is on. Um, for new listeners, who is Seth? Hey, uh, Seth. out of your I... business? <laughs> when? My name is Seth, and I help Mike write the podcast. He's the scribe. Yeah. Yes. He is the muse. Oh, oh. He's uh, the you one. You want to know who I am what, as a person? He's the one what no, twisted okay. the plots. No, I do. Seth, tell us all about your life story and your deepest fears and all of your childhood trauma. <laughs> and your I'm weaknesses. sorry, we don't have that much time. <laughs> Behold, Seth the Unknowable, Seth the Unkillable. And your weaknesses. The leader of the Council of Seth. Well, let's see here. In order, I was born at a young age. I don't tell people my fears because uh, Mike already knows too many of my seven secret weaknesses. Oh, my God. Um, my childhood wasn't really traumatic at all. Uh, between, you know, like, uh, like I have always had a great relationship with my mom and my stepdad. and Keep going. So, so this isn't any of the questions that was that were asked by listeners. So maybe we should just move on to those. Oh, okay, yeah. Oh, like, like so this... we're not doing mutual Q and A. We're doing listener Q and A. Yeah, we're doing yeah. listener Q and A. People asked questions, and we're going to answer them. Okay, I mean, Seth, you did this last year. Come on, I listen right, to truth or dare. <laughs> oh, truth or dare. That's what we're doing for a three year. Yeah. No, it has to be. Uh, Two truths and a lie. Always truth. Oh, two truths and a lie is actually pretty good. So the first question that we got in the Q&A is from a listener. Paul loves to laugh. And the question is for everyone. It is, what happens if you bong hit a vampire in mist form? What hap- I- Is this an actual question? This is an actual question that we got in the Q&A. Hold up. 
Who I asked would like this? to know who asked this. <laughs> I said already from the listener, Paul loves to laugh in Stop. Discord. Oh. <laughs> of course it was Paul. My answer is I do not partake. <laughs> <laughs> My answer is also that I don't partake, so I have no answer. Oh, man. So did they, are we, are we talking about like black courts? Because they're dead Correct. and like dead people can't do drugs. Like I saw that one movie, but I don't think it counts. No, no, it's you're doing the dead person as drugs in this question because they are gaseous. Oh, okay. Um, uh, I I think what would happen is there would be a very uncomfortable period for both parties, and then eventually you would breathe out, and the vampire would be very mad. Um, what I honestly I feel like the vampire would probably just reform inside you and then rip his way out, alien style. Kaboom. I don't think your lungs can hold an entire, like, mist person's worth of mist. You'd probably get, like, a leg. I mean, definitely Maybe not, not even a leg. Life. Like, I mean, you know, if the vampire can choose, it's going to be, like, fingernails and hair. But like, you the... might end up with fingernails and hair in your lungs. That's going to be my answer. But is oh. the mist size actually one-to-one, -one, or is it, like, you spread out more? <laughs> uh, I can... So I can tell you that one liter, in other words, 2.2 uh, pounds of water-based material will turn into 22.4 liters of gas, I think it is. So they're a giant Because I took smog. chemistry for a really long time. This has become a so, weird podcast. So, yeah, like... Yeah. Oh, there it is. Yes, okay. <laughs> okay. We set a bad precedent. Let's... In other words, like, you would not be, like... It should be a lot of mist. Way more than can fit in one person's lungs. Okay. But what happens if you... No, okay, let's not. Let's, <laughs> I think we've answered this as well as we really should. I don't know um, anything about if drugs. If the vampire doesn't like you, he's going to manifest with his arm down your throat into your lungs and then just pull. And if he does like you, then he'll wait until you breathe out and then get mad at you. Oh my god. I did not need to think about this tonight. I'm sorry. Um, You're the question. one who put this question on here. <laughs> I thought yeah, you were like a question out of a hat, or do you have a, like a list? He's a list. Yeah, I just thought this. I just thought it would be funny to just like break the <laughs> ice of the Q and A with something ridiculous. We could all speculate and have some fun, but now I've realized that I'm wrong. Like I'm wrong about so many things. He's just gonna science uh, us set. <laughs> that was so funny. The ice is broken. <laughs> Here's a question from King Atticus on Discord. Thank you. It says, uh, if you could have anyone do the voice of an NPC, who would it be and why? This is for everyone. Oh, boy. Oh, goodness. Um, <laughs> so he hasn't shown up on the show yet, but um, hold on, I gotta Google this dude's name. You're Googling a name. Does anyone else have a a person in mind while Tom does a Google. Like a person Brian you want. I mean, Gilbert I would be fun, but yes. also my twin sister would also be fun. Oh, okay. Both of those are excellent. And uh, yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, I know why Brian David Gilbert, but I want to, uh, since the question is who and why, I would love to hear your why on that one. On Brian David Gilbert? Yeah. Uh, uh, he just seems like he'd be fun. He does. I, I did see him on an episode of Dimension 20, and uh, yeah, it seems like he would be a lot of fun. All right. I know who we I know who we have. OK, I'm back. So um, this character hasn't shown up on the show yet, and he hasn't been mentioned as much as I would have liked. But um, the man who brought Albion into the Noctis Vigilia 
uh, and his mentor figure um, is a man named Alistair. And I would love to have Steve Shell, the writer and lead voice on Old Gods of Appalachia, voice him because he has this incredibly rich, like Southern Appalachian voice that just it's so good and so rich. And I would love to hear that voice on our show be like, now, Albion, I'd like to tell you that what you've been doing is the right thing, but... It's probably a terrible impression of Steve Shell, but I mean, I would not know. Unfortunately, I have not heard the show. Uh, Dare, do you have uh, someone? Do you have anyone in mind? Just like uh, dream guest. Uh, hmm. I mean, uh, I have an answer for you if you want it. You... I also have three answers if you want any of them. Sure, let's hear them. Uh, Phil All Lamar. Right. Yeah, that's obvious. <laughs> uh what what what's up Seth? What do you what do you have to to so, give to Darius here? Number 1 would be uh Weird Al as himself. That's actually <laughs> true. Oh my god. Number 2 would be Elvira, Mistress of the Dark. That is oh, false. As herself. <laughs> false. Oh god. <laughs> and number 3 would be uh this audio redacted due to potential spoilers. I'm surprised you guys don't know my uh my my other choice aside from Phil Lamar. Hm. Uh, I know your other choice, and that would be your guy, the guy from the Big Brother Big Sister program. Cyrus is a good choice, actually, but not the one you were thinking of. No, pendejo. Oh, oh, Danny Trejo. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, no. We, a person we do you want Danny Trejo. I also want Danny Trejo on this show. Yeah. Darius, please tell that story. So basically I went to East Coast Comic Con a few years ago, and uh my mom's friend was uh a guy who used to work for Marvel back in the Golden Age, so he was a guest of honor at the convention that year. His name is uh Alan his name was Alan Delman. I think he passed away a few years ago. But he was like 95, so you know. He had a good run. Really nice guy, though. Anyway, so when I was in the break room, uh, who should be eating across from me at the same table but Danny frickin' Trejo? <laughs> and I looked at so him. So did you talk to him? Uh, he talked to me because he waved hi to me first. And I was like, oh, hello. <laughs> and then we just started talking about stuff. And he was telling me about like movie ideas that he had, but mostly how he's working on the restaurant and the taco trucks and stuff. And I told him about, like, all the small roles that I liked that he did. Like, he's Bane on Young Justice, and that was one of my favorite roles of his. Because it's like, hey, they actually huh. got, like, you know, someone who's Latino to play Bane. <laughs> oh, that's true. Yeah. And it's cool, because, like, he, like, actually tricks Ms. Martian by, like, actually speaking in Spanish, because she doesn't know Spanish. <laughs> when she tries to read his mind, and he's like, ah, ah, chica, Bane, it's not that easy to fool. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, oh, oh he's gosh. he's reciting football scores in Espanol. I don't know what the hell that is. <laughs> this is season one, so she knows Spanish now. <laughs> okay, Danny Trejo. Yeah, very good. Very good pick. Yeah. Um, I have. Uh, oh, did, did did everyone get in on that? I feel like everyone got in on that. Oh, Gwen, we... did you get in on that? <laughs> I did not because I was thinking very hard. Um, I want double people uh jd from the network and jordan adika mm -hmm. from the arcs podcast because they are both wonderful 
Englishmen who have phenomenal accents. And I think that it would be interesting to hear the two of them have just a conversation. Not even like us participating. I just want to hear them talk to each other. <laughs> <laughs> so I do have a second choice as well. Uh-huh. I would love for Ben Meredith to be on our show as a representative of that organization that we all made fun of on the phone. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That That's fair. Um, yeah. so ben I Meredith a- is from the podcast, the, uh, the edit that uh, me not remembering the name, the Magnus archives. And he's also going to be on super suits, a show that I was cast on. Oh shit. Ooh, self-promotion. It's yeah, true. Praise be, uh, praise be to Sank. Anyway. Um, so, oh God. Do we have uh, another question? Yes. Uh, I have a question here. Um, this is a this is a really quick one, I think, uh, from Senator Cat that reads, "How the heck does everyone take their coffee in character in real life?" I do not drink coffee, so uh, that's how I don't take my coffee. Um, I'm going to answer for Warden Joseph Beaumont. Way too much sugar. <laughs> that's it. I rarely partake in coffee. It's always an iced chai. If I have coffee, it is a very not coffee flavored drink. The same goes for Roe. Roe only drinks tea and boba. <laughs> I don't drink coffee anymore, but when I do, if I do, it is a bottled coffee, typically, because those are very sweet. Uh, Albion does not like coffee. He prefers to get his energy from soft drinks, like Ale81. The, the, brand that does not sponsor our show despite how often we talk about them nope they don't sponsor us do they have a twitter yet they do they do and they've liked several tweets i've made about them good that's a start (laughs) des doesn't drink coffee (laughs) oh yeah that's true no she doesn't like any hot beverage just kidding she loves tea (laughs) (laughs) Tea i was like wait there was a moment where I was like, wait, is, is Christine having a stroke? <laughs> I will eventually because I love my coffees very light and sweet. <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> make it the most Hufflepuff cup of coffee you can and then more cream, <laughs> more sugar and extra caramel swirl, please. And usually uh, they're lattes. I prefer lattes for more caffeine because I'm a monster. <laughs> I have loved coffee since I was old enough to speak. At two and three and four years old, I used to sneak sips from my grandmother's mug of coffee. It got so bad that my mom uh, started buying coffee syrup at the grocery store because we live in New England and that's a normal thing you can get. It's like a Rhode Island thing. And uh, (laughs) she would put coffee syrup in my milk so that I would drink my own instead of my grandmother's coffee. She would always tell me that coffee is going to stunt your growth. That coffee is going to stunt your growth. And thank goodness it did because I'm, you know. Uh, that said, I like coffee in all its flavors, and I've told friends that. I'll drink it black, I'll drink it with cream, I'll drink it with sugar. I have some dear friends who used to roll for it whenever I would come over. They, they would be like, okay, we'll roll the D20, and that'll be the proportion of sugar and uh, cream that you get. Oh, wow. Listen, guys, for those of you at home who don't get why we're laughing, Seth is five foot nothing. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's true. <laughs> uh, Seth Truth is actually... Accepted. 
uh, he is he is the tallest among us by at least half a head. This is canon. <laughs> so, yeah, we're yeah, all very, very that's short. That's the actual truth. I was just goofing. No, no, he is five foot nothing. We're all just like four foot something. <laughs> that's me. Okay, yeah, that's fair. Um, yeah. Do you have another question for us? Uh, I have a question actually directed at me from Cypress Dawn, who asks, well, it's about you. If there was an all-out fight between the four main PCs, who does Mike think would win? Uh, as it stands currently, it's Dez. Dez would win. No, she wouldn't. That's, Mr. That's Jack a would lie, not Christine. let her she die. Would die first. No, between the the PCs, Mr. Jack would just eat everyone else. Are you kidding me? Yeah, Michael. Let's let's remove him as a factor though, and just based off of raw stats. And not raw stats, but based off of the characters themselves and not outside influence. Well, we Mr. can't Jack. remove outside influence because you might win based on having an Odin gun. Okay, <laughs> let me ask this. Let's bring it down to this, right? Who is the luckiest with their dice rolls? Because that's going to determine who wins. Oh, so Tom or Darius then. Okay. Uh, Listen, my vote honestly is Sylvester because he's so hard to damage. So mm. hard to keep down to the point where um, I doubt Albion would easily be able to shoot him without using his power from Gugnir. And I doubt this would be a justified cause for that power. So Odin probably would be like, ah, no. Um, <laughs> and Dez's, Dez's spells wouldn't really be able to do much because he's such a athletic dodgy son of a bitch i mean des is the one who has the best shot because he can't fight magic with his fists i think ro would not win. yet who said that <laughs> 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 no it's like darius with his stats and his roles he would somehow manage to punch mr jack out of existence and he'd be the last one standing there in a blood-stained sweater i mean has he it's tried time that? for a death <laughs> battle <laughs> also, Odin, also, Odin's not gonna help Albion fight the main char- the rest of the cast anyway. Oh, oh, I said I was think. the main character. Yeah. <laughs> and Darius yeah. says I'm made of tissue paper. That's why I got oh. you body armor. Oh, that's true. Um, and also, we all know the real answer is Warden Beaumont would win. Uh, but he's not part of the team. Yeah, he's not part of the main four. He don't he's, count. He's, a, he's the awkward fifth wheel. Yeah. Uh, Seth. We have a question for you. Okay, shoot. Um, it is from King Atticus, who asks, Given the nature of this type of show, has there been any significant change that's been made in the overall plot as a result of the players that you didn't account for? Or do the players have enough of an idea to know what not to do? Uh... So I sort of explained this last time, but, like, that, that uh, question like it has a couple of premises inherent in it that just aren't true. Mm-hmm. Uh so do the players know what's going on ahead of time? I mean, I don't think so. I don't think they really know what's happening. Have we had to uh change the plot because of character decisions? Yes, but not drastically. Generally, it's just been tempo changes, right? Like uh they decided they wanted to do other things and we needed to speed up a certain section or we needed to slow down certain events and so we had to make changes to the tempo but we haven't had to change any of the um any of the real plot here let me give you an example right like uh 
let's say you're writing a plot for a bunch of characters and there are three MacGuffins that the villain has to get to before the characters can get to all three of them because the villain needs all three. Well, you know, you can have the characters get one and it, like it, it doesn't really matter because the characters can't be in three places at the same time, really. So no matter what, at least one of them is going to be uncontested. They can't like unless they split the party, which everyone knows is a bad idea. You can't be in all those places at the same time. So it's uh, in that way, um, without forcing the characters onto a railroad, you can know what they are and aren't capable of in terms of uh, writing a coherent, dramatic story. Does that make sense? That sounds, yeah, I mean, it sounds reasonable to me, but I'm also your creative partner on this. Yeah, and like that's a lot of our questions are like, oh, hey, Seth, so the characters did all of this stuff that I wasn't expecting. Quick, what do I do? And then we hash that out, and that's usually not even a 10 minute conversation. And then we talk about, I don't know, I haven't in the chipmunks for 20 minutes. <laughs> uh, as a follow up to that, uh, from This Is JC, uh, he asks, Is there any part of the story where Mike took a different turn than Seth was prepared for? Uh, again, that's based on a flawed assumption. My entire goal here is to support Michael's overarching dramatic narrative, right? When we first started talking about the podcast, we took a day trip to Burlington, which is like a multi-hour drive for us. Uh, at my urging, we had the same day off. It was a Monday, and I got to his house like way too early in the morning, and I uh, got him in my car and handed him some caffeine, or I think we might have taken his car, and we started driving. Yeah, it was my car. And, uh... We drove and we talked about it, and Michael had a vision for uh, basically the end that he wanted to build up to, like like the big dramatic final arc. And he was like, but I have no idea how to get there from here. And then um, we got there, and I'm like, I just went to Burlington for the first time a couple of weeks ago, and I know you wanted to set it somewhere like that's not normal to you, but also not somewhere that like you, you're is so far away that you can't understand it, and I think Burlington would be perfect. And we went there, and it was perfect, and we met the Demon Slayer who runs the sandwich shop, <laughs> and you definitely have to eat at that sandwich shop if you ever go to Burlington, if you're a listener. It's amazing. Uh, the Four Corners of the Earth in Burlington, Vermont, uh, and the man in question is Ladislav Pensison, and he is wonderful. He is amazing. He will make you the best sandwich you have ever had in your life. The sandwiches will speak to him and tell him the sandwich that you're meant to have if you ask him to do it that way. Anyway. <laughs> it's true. Uh, we went there, and um, when we went there... Uh, we did, like, I was Googling stuff in the car, using my phone while Michael was driving. I wasn't the driver while I was Googling, don't Google and drive. Uh, we found out when Burlington was settled and all of this stuff and all the wars that it was involved in. And that's when we started getting um, a, a little bit of uh, inspiration. And it's like, I really think that we could do a really cool thing with, like, a ghost ship. And that's where that whole thing came from. And Mike was like, well, yeah, except for we can't start out with that, even though that should be the launch. And, and that's where the whole thing with the diner uh, came in. Yeah. And so, uh, like, that whole day, we plotted out the diner, we plotted out the ghost ship, we plotted out a bunch of other stuff. We talked about different cryptids that we wanted to have on the show, including some that I we had been wanting to include for a while that never made it on. Um, we came up with a whole bunch of different uh, NPCs that we thought were cool that Michael could do different things with, uh, the various antagonists that the players would face, 
um, the, the places that they would be. And after that, it's kind of been a sandbox where they've just been playing with all of this stuff. And then from week to week, Michael just works with where everyone is and where he wants the story to go in terms of like what's going to motivate the antagonists to make their next move. So the majority of the work that was done for this was done that day. And then um, I wrote up everything in a bunch of Google Docs. And I think some of the documents and word files are now lost to the ages. I don't know where they are. Because uh, Michael has asked me for things that I no longer have <laughs> at, at various points. But um, I would say probably, what would you say, Mike? 50, 75% of the show was done on, on the single day? Effectively, yeah. There have yeah, definitely been so. things that we've worked out uh, in the intervening time, and uh, I have definitely come to you and said, hey, this is the sequence of events that's been happening, uh, you know, like, what what's our next steps here? And then you go, well, this is the basic structure, this is a, here are some options of how to uh, guide player your players toward these things, whichever way you want to go. So, like, it's very hard for me to take a different turn. <laughs> Uh, in the story than Seth is prepared for because Seth is just kind of he has a whole web of story in his head and uh, we're just walking down the branching paths that eventually lead to the end yeah I have a question for Christine I'm gonna do uh, I think uh, specific player questions now for for a bit that that sounds good yeah yeah because uh, mm -hmm. Seth and I did a bunch of talking. So uh, Christine from Senator Cat on Discord, they ask, is Des ever going to just get some landscapers to move that poor hydrangea? It's not even technically spring in the podcast yet. <laughs> <laughs> it's been winter this whole time. <laughs> it's April now, so it's barely been spring. Yeah, that's like, that's like, it might be when the ground thaws, but like, okay, so... I was told that this was kind of came across as a bit vague. Um, the paving stone that Des was working on and ended up smashing was going to be like a place that she was going to put out a couple feet away from the hydrangea bush. And it was going to be kind of like a, a joke. Ha ha. Aim here. But like, seriously, aim here. <laughs> <laughs> that was her plan for how to save her hydrangea until first in the episode where they were walking through the never never and she discovered oh the way goes straight to the bush it can't be avoided so this is stupid and then beaumont like was a jerk and so smash <laughs> <sighs> so yeah. she tried to save her hydrangea plant <laughs> <laughs> okay for gwen mm -hmm. uh also from Senator Cat, we have, what is Ro's least favorite thing about each of her parents? <laughs> Ooh, okay. Um, she hates that. I think she, she both hates and admires that her mom is very, I want to say not absent-minded, but just like, seems to do her own thing. Um, Ro does not know her mother very well, so that's, it's something where, She's like, oh, you kind of just like left me with this person and you ditched. So thanks. Thanks for that, mom. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that her dad is her actual least favorite thing is he keeps trying to make these terrible puns anytime they'd be in the grocery store. But I think the 
thing that has overshadowed that is how overbearing he is. After the whole, she thinks that he got her fiancé, like, killed or disappeared or whatever. Um, she stopped really thinking about the the fun things that irritated her and only thinks about, hey, uh, he's, like, a lot. Yeah, it's not that he, you know, runs a massive criminal organization yeah. that definitely negatively impacts a lot of people's lives and gets people killed and runs drugs and all of that stuff. Like, no, it's not that. It's it's that he mm. makes terrible puns and is also just not a great dad. Yeah, no. <laughs> I think that... I mean, I, no, of... I, I think that's completely in character for Ro to have, like, a very personal yeah. least favorite thing there. Well, and because she also... She grew up just, like believing that this was the way things were done she didn't know until she was older like hey like this is actually what this is instead of god knows what she thought it was before but i think that she grew up in that environment and just it's normal for her why she's the way mm. she is it's why she just lies to every cup <laughs> i mean yeah just, well also a cab but Rose just a cab just as an cool. automatic impulse just an automatic impulse. You've never told the truth to a police officer. Almost never. Uh, so, Darius, we have the hard-hitting question here, uh, also from Senator Cat. Maybe the most important question of the night. What fictional character would Sly lose to in a fight, and why? Okay, but, like, I want specifics on this, because are we talking, does the fictional character have to be human themselves? Because then the whole list is basically just, okay, Superman, and then Batman, and then every superhero ever, obviously. Except maybe okay, Daredevil. Yeah, he might be Daredevil's ass. <laughs> okay, let's go with, let's go with, uh, yeah, something like a more human fictional character. I will put okay. Cosmic Kiryu on the table, even though the creator says he is not quite human. I mean, Kiryu isn't human. Let's be real. <laughs> yeah, no, he's not. Um, yeah, no, they said in the interview, uh, yeah, Kiryu would definitely beat up John Wick, because John Wick's human. Kiryu doesn't follow those rules. He doesn't. He's a video game <laughs> character. They're not human. He did right, say yeah. the protagonist uh, from Judgment would get his ass kicked, though, by John Wick. Okay, lightning round. Sly, uh, tell me if Sly could beat these characters. Could Sly beat Eep Man? What? Oh, yeah, him. Uh, no. No. Okay, no. could he beat Sherlock Holmes, any incarnation? Yes. Even Rob, all? even the yes, all. <laughs> yes, all. So he could be okay. So we now know the barometer for his power. He could not beat Ip Man, but he could beat uh, Sherlock Holmes. He could. The Robert Downey Jr. one might give him a run for his money, but that's about it. <laughs> yeah, no, we know. But that's only because that Benedict one can see the future of karate, which is right. a really weird power. Discombobulate! 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 <laughs> discombobulate! <laughs> We all know that Sylvester would absolutely stomp Benedict Cumberbatch's ass, though. I mean, he's a pussy. I feel like you would you would kick the shit out of Basil Rathbone and just apologize the whole time. Me or him? <laughs> oh, you. Yes. <laughs> um, I have a question. Uh, could Sil could Sylvester Cooper Smith beat Lupin the Third? Nobody can beat Lupin the Third. <laughs> i mean i feel like sly i feel like lupin wouldn't lose to him in a fight but lupin would still get away with the treasure pretty much like lupin would he'd get his ass beat but lupin would still like have my wallet and my keys <laughs> yeah 
He'd be like, he ah, might not win, but he's gonna win. Like he's like, ah, so he I might enjoy having my teeth, asshole. <laughs> so he'd lose the physical conflict, but he would not lose the he would not lose the war. Yeah. If Lupin okay. Lupin usually wins by like shooting people in the head most of the time anyway. Wow. Yeah, a lot of people seem to okay. forget that. There's a part where he's fighting a ninja and he throws his shoe at the ninja and the ninja cuts the shoe in half and then he's already got the gun pointed at his head. Wow. All and right. that's how Lupin wins. Uh, I mean, yeah, that makes sense. Take advantage of what you can. See, I always uh, wanted geez. to see Batman versus Lupin the Third because I think that would be interesting and I don't know how to write it. <laughs> I think there's a website. I think you just did, man. Probably <laughs> I think there's did. a website for that. Could uh, Sylvester beat Batman? Fuck no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, uh, Tom, a question. Uh, this is the last of the Sender Cat lightning round. Where the heck does Albion get his iron bullets from? Does he have to special order them? Uh, those are made by the Noctis Vigilia. Um, I don't know if Albion has the stats to justify making them themsel- himself, or if he just gets them from dead drops by going... Hey, had to shoot a bunch of monsters this week. Need more bullets. <laughs> You're supposed to use the code, asshole. <laughs> yeah, no, obviously there's a cipher. Like, he, it looks like he's just talking about his opinions on uh, the new Disney Plus series Hawkeye, but he's asking for iron bullets. Oh, these rutabagas sure aren't fresh. <laughs> Maybe you should get some exchange for carrots. Okay, here's your bullets. The chocolate anyway, mousse so he- is not in season. <laughs> Anyway, here's oh, the, the thing. Oh, the forests um, of timber so, sure have changed, but the owls are still around. <laughs> so, Alistair, I want to tell you that the price of uh, turnips on my island is real good. It's about, I'd say, 30, maybe 40. Thousand, you know what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, Gwen, I have two very related questions. All right. From uh, Bailey Pest on Discord, when Ro does eventually make the choice, is that going to be the end of her as a PC? And from Siobhan on Discord, Gwen, have you decided what choice Ro will make if she gets forced to? Parentheticals, if yes, don't tell us which, with a little, (laughs) like, devilish grin emoji. So, if Ro has to make the choice, I know what Ro would choose, and that's that's all I'll say about that. Like, there is a a definite end for Roe, one way or another. Um, yeah, I don't, like, yeah, I don't know Ominous. How to... <laughs> yeah, no, like, you've I, answered I've the thought, question. Yeah, I've thought about both ways, and I know what would happen in either way, but I know ultimately what Roe would choose, so there, there's okay. that. Right on. Uh, just to be clear mechanically, um, if Ro makes the choice and decides to uh, give into the Fey heritage and become fully Fey, then yes, that is the end of Ro as a PC because Fey do not have free will and cannot be player characters. Um, and mechanically, if you become fully human, your sheet changes to pure mortal, you get extra stunts or such. Like you get extra refresh for stunts and things. Uh, but fuck you can load of fate points like the real winners. Yeah, <laughs> yeah <laughs> you. Um, so, yes, mechanically, that is how that works. You can choose to keep being a PC if you go the mortal route. And to put people at ease, Roe would still be involved no matter what. 
ultimately it would just come down to who I would actively play. And that really depends on what happens in the future. Ah, that actually brings us to a player question, uh, which is from This Is JC. Are there backup characters in case something happens to your character? I know we asked this last year, but I want to know if this answer has changed. No. Uh, yes, I do have backup characters. Um, the I have one in mind now. Uh, who... It would be an interesting take on the lycanthrope um, template in this game, which is that... Um, you take on an aspect of a wolf. You don't physically change, but you become strong. You basically take on this berserk rage wolf aspect and you become stronger and faster, but you are less in control of your actions. And the difference would be that instead of it being him taking on like a spiritual wolf thing, it would be he has a bit of blood taint from something from hell. So he has a bit of demonic blood, and if he, like, snaps and goes into a, into, taps into that and goes into a rage, he basically turns into Doomslayer, which oh. is to say he becomes too angry to die. Darius, did well, you just say no? Yes. <laughs> That's a lie. You have a backup character. I had a backup character. Okay. And, oh, hey. so your answer has changed to no. Yeah, so it was Natalie. Die. Natalie was my backup character. Oh, okay. Yeah. I thought you had the, uh, the, I thought, wait, were you just completely, uh, being a shit when you were talking about how your backup character is just going to be my cousin Vinny? Maybe. I don't know. Uh, I probably I actually will do be. have a, I do have a follow-up answer, and I don't remember if I said this last year. Um, I do have, I had a possible idea for if Albion died or left, which would be that I would be off the show for a few weeks and we would have Vero come on as Sydney to sort of take up Albion's mantle. Hmm. Mm. Of course, Vero would have to agree to this. Yeah, that, I think he did. Yeah. But honestly, having A played a across a table from Vero, metaphorically speaking, and B, having heard Vero roleplay just in general, I think Vero would be a perfect fit on our show. I think Vero is a fantastic player, and also, just super cool to be around. And I would love to have them as part of the GMM fam, even more than they already are. Yeah. Uh -huh. Um. So, yeah, this goes to Gwen and Christine as well. Christine, do you Your backups, have one? Do you have them? None, because nothing must ever happen to my girl. <laughs> <laughs> the answer is that. yes, and it's Jacqueline. It's Des, but a zombie. Uh, um, I <laughs> Dark that, Des. <laughs> that is actually an option in the book. Shadow Des. <laughs> Evil Des. Metal that could be the name for the arc. Dark Des ahead. Metal Des. You literally <laughs> took that from X-Men. Dark Des of Amazing. Future Past. There it is. There um, it is. For Roe, I don't have a backup character, like a new character. I always find it more interesting for already existing characters to join the party instead of like, hey, here's a random stranger. So if something were to happen and I were not playing Roe anymore, I would love to explore the opportunity of like an NPC becoming a PC. I don't know if that means like Obviously, these people are already voiced by 
certain people, but like Cagney or Chris or one of the werewolves. Someone that already knows the group and knows everything. So we don't have to have like a weird intro where my character wouldn't know anything again. I would want to be part of the group, just a different flavor, if you will. Landfill too. (laughs) (laughs) I find it more fulfilling to just add to the group from someone that is already known. So it's not like, oh, hey, by the way, this person does this and this person does this. If it's, oh, hey, Rose dead or gone or whatever, uh, you help us out and then that person just stays. That would be my preference if Ro could no longer. You're the new Marcus. (laughs) (laughs) Marcus is back and it's me, baby. It's almost like (laughs) Landfill 1 never left. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Landfill 2, you're twice the man Landfill 1 was. Yeehaw. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, I have I don't know I if anyone's really... watched Beer Fest. <laughs> I haven't. Um no. I have I think a very good question from Siobhan. Uh if you were to trade character sheets for a session, which other character would you want to play? Sylvester. <laughs> Sylvester. I, I I would want to play Dez actually. <laughs> okay. Say Sylvester. Because I would n- <laughs> no. I that's too that's too easy. <laughs> wow. You're too easy. Playing Ew. Sylvester's like playing on cruise control. All I have to do is kick. <laughs> I think of what it must feel like to have fate points. Fate points. Beautiful <laughs> sweet, fate points. Sweet fate points. Listen, I would play Dez just so I could argue with my brother on Mike even more than I already do. Uh in the form okay. of arguing with Mr. Jack. You just okay. want to have a semi-romance with your brother. Oh, it's not. Oh, you mean Beaumont. (laughs) I was about to say, Des is not romantically involved with Mr. Jack. That would be terrible. (laughs) You want to pull him back away and almost kiss your brother. No, I would. We already do that with Cagney. I I know. I want. I just want really cool ghost powers. (laughs) They are really cool when they work. I mean, you're all good. I want to be Danny Phantom jokes. You're going to yes. be Danny Phantom? I had just said I want to make Danny Phantom jokes. Um, you going ghost? Yes. <laughs> you have ghost powers if you just let him in. Uh. Wait, you already got to play Des because you were Jacqueline. <laughs> 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 I wow. love you, but I'm calling you out. <laughs> Ooh, got fucking got no, him. Jacqueline was the anti-Des, was negative universe Des. Walmart Des. Uh, you're exactly this. You're exactly the same. <laughs> For those who listened to Otherware, Jacqueline is Dez's other self that somehow ended up in the same reality. Oh, man. Um, Darius, you yeah. need to answer this question now. Ro, because I want to know what it's like to be a shitty criminal. Ellie, wait a minute. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking got her. Wait a minute. Hey, we know, but hey. <laughs> Got That's her. fair, but out. <laughs> oh my god. Wow. Okay. Uh, let's go with a question for Seth and I now. Okay. Uh, this, is, this one is an interesting one. I'm really curious about your, uh, your answer to it, which is, uh, this is from uh, Bailey Pest on Discord. What are your biggest regrets with this game, if any? Just really bury your soul for the audience here. 
Is it me or everyone? No, this is uh this is this was aimed at Seth and I. Oh, okay. You don't have to bear your soul this time. This time. Okay. My regret was starting. <laughs> okay, oh. this is the second time tonight that I've wanted to talk about the owl man. <laughs> <laughs> the the lack of Owlman is your biggest regret. Owlman? Pretty sure, yeah. Yep. Owlman. <laughs> I will also say that this thing has been wildly successful, and I don't get to hang out with Tom and Mike as much as I used to before they started doing it. So you know. Mm. Cancel the but show. But you know what they say about success? It just means you have better problems. <laughs> okay. Set his friend um, back. Friends, where Ow. you go? Uh. <laughs> I'm gonna. Do you actually... have regrets, Mike? Because I don't have real regrets. Like the lack of Owl Man is my only. Like I want to hear you doing that, like English accent with like owl vocalization. Oh man, come on! I'm pretty sure that I've already told JD that he's got the Owl Man when the Owl Man shows up. I know, but um, if you, I mean, if I'm gonna be painfully honest about this, uh, because but that's that's my regret. I mean, I don't know really how to be any other way except painfully honest about stuff like this. Um, my biggest regret with this game is um, my deep hypocrisy of insisting that everybody else uh, do this for fun because this is supposed to be a thing that we do for fun and other people happen to listen to it and enjoy it. And uh, I, have, uh, I have not done that for myself. I have basically taken a second job um, where I do not make any money to uh, just push myself creatively on this project for like two straight years. Uh, and yeah, my biggest regret is honestly that I have uh, let a lot of other things kind of fall to the wayside um, because I have focused so much on trying to make this thing a success to the exclusion of other facets of my life. Um, and this wouldn't have been a thing that I regretted so bad, except it actually impacts other people. And that's, that's what I think I regret the most about uh, this. Just the podcast in general is that I have, uh, I've done some things uh, to, myself that have affected those around me negatively uh just by not fucking allowing myself to basically have a life um uh, yeah so i i've been i've been unfair uh in in my own my, my own way uh so yeah. I think you're being a little hard on yourself because this is really clearly a passion project for you and whenever I've talked to you about it like you're always like driven. Like yeah, you're not always exactly happy but you are always driven more driven than I've ever seen you on anything and I think that that has been good for you being able to indulge that passion. So even if you have that regret of maybe letting the passion take control. I, I think maybe in some ways you needed that to happen. Well, I mean, I've I made myself miserable, buddy. Like the getting the Stuart Wellington episode out. I don't think I showered that entire week. 
and I barely slept because we had, I mean, part of that was just the technical difficulties of losing recording audio and then having to reconstruct uh, what was lost and then doing that for like working on that for two days and then losing all of that progress again. And just, I, I, I was supposed to have three original pieces of music for that episode. I got two done and uh, yeah, Which like, is a monstrous accomplishment that's practically inhuman. I mean, come on. But I shouldn't be doing that to myself because I literally did not no, sleep enough. No, you shouldn't. So. But some lessons you have to learn the hard way. All of us have some lessons we can l learn the easy way because our parents tell us, like, hey, never do this stupid thing I did when I was a kid. And we're all like, yeah, that's really stupid. I would never do that. And then we come along and invent our own stupidity that we do. <sighs> Well, it's anyway. a generational thing. This is like a lesson that you had to learn the hard way because you had to learn it the hard way. And cool. I I'm glad that you're learning it. I'm all that's for not learning. To say, like, that's not to say like the show is going anywhere. Um, we're we're still going to be here, guys. We're just taking some steps to make sure we still enjoy ourselves while making it. Right. That that is really where my regret comes down. It, that's really what it comes down to is that um, I think. Like, I, yeah, I'm all about learning hard lessons because sometimes that's the only way you learn. It's just that it's, uh, it wasn't just me learning a lesson through my own actions. Uh, it, it did, it did take a lot of the fun away from this podcast and this game from other people involved. And it took the fun away for them. And that I feel quite guilty about. And I would, uh, that's, that's what I regret. So. Let's let's move on to something different now that I have uh, bared my soul for whatever reason. This actually, do we want to mention this might be a good time just to mention that we are going to be taking a break from releasing episodes to yes. address this. Yep, uh, that is um, we're exactly. going to be announcing this on the Twitter as well uh, because I run it uh, and in yeah, the Discord. No, we're going to be yes and on the Discord, but we are going to be taking a short break from releasing episodes uh, we are still going to have some content in the interim, but we that doesn't mean we're not going to still be recording because we we got stories to tell y'all. We got shit to do. And most of the fun part of this show is the recording it because I get to hang out with four people that I really like and want to hang out with. And we get to do something that's pretty fun. Play a tabletop role playing game. But um, yeah. So, we, yeah, we're going to keep working on the show, but we're going to take like a two month break from releasing main episodes because, uh, yeah, our mental our health has need to, come to sleep first. sometime. Yeah, the mental health of everybody on the show has to come first. And that's something that I have been insistent on for everyone else. And again, I didn't really follow through with for myself in particular. So. Getting back. But don't worry, GMMcast is not going anywhere. <laughs> so, getting except to the moon. Oh my god! No. <laughs> How would we I'm even not get there? Participating in moon travel? No thanks. No, oh, no, we're not. You. We're not traveling to the moon. I mean, our show is gonna skyrocket. We're gonna be moon and nights. We're gonna be the next friends at the table. Moon and nights. But we're not at a table. Impossible. They cannot be on the moon, for we are the Moonanites. 
So let's do a more fun question now. Uh, yes. Um, here's one for Tom uh, from King Atticus on Discord. Given the That's recent divine interaction with Dionysus, what do you imagine Odin would sound like? Do you anticipate the audience slash Albion ever hearing from him? And who would you want to voice him if he were to show up? Um, wow, you've given me way too wide a net of possibilities here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to, like, do I just think just in the podcast community or do I think, like, oh, man. Dreamcast, go. Honestly, if we are going local, I would want... None of you know who this is, because you don't live in Portsmouth. But if you do, you know the guy I'm talking about. Um, I think Mark Michael Adams would be a good casting choice for Odin. He's a local actor and a local just everyman. Uh, and he's got, the, he's got a real fantastic voice with a lot of intensity to it. And he's got the nerd credentials to back up being here. Um, yeah, I, I would love to have him play Odin. He, uh, yeah, if we're he talking, well. he would do a great. If we're job. talking even bigger than that, Travis Willingham, dude's got a voice, and also it's an inside joke because I have basically based Albion's voice not so subtly off of a voice Travis did, uh, for a character on another show, and having him show up and do a voice on ours would just be bringing that shit full circle. It'll never happen. The man's busy, but yeah, that would be a dream. Yeah. Guys doing guys doing work. Um, yeah. Uh, fun fact. We actually heard, we have heard what Odin sounds like on this show at least once, <laughs> but I won't tell you when, uh, you'll have to go figure it out on your own. So, uh, here's, Let's let's go with let's go with a silly question for everybody. Why not? Um, if the cast were to play Monopoly for whatever reason, what piece would they call dibs on? That's from King Atticus. Dog. <laughs> the iron. It's the iron. <laughs> Albion would say thimble and then just take the thimble and walk away from the table. <laughs> wow. So you're not playing. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> no, he does not like. He's he'd be like, this is a bullshit game. I'm not going to sit for hours playing economy. Your sisters beat your ass in it all the time, didn't they? Shut up. <laughs> Can't Steve. prove that. What would Des play? Pro Probably we'll the wheelbarrow. <laughs> we'll just call them. Okay. Is it. Hold on. Is it because Des is the one carrying everyone's emotional baggage and she needs a wheelbarrow to do oh it? Oh my god. That's what the money bag <laughs> no, is for. No, it's deeper. Stop this. <laughs> it's deeper than we want it to be. I already had That's... therapy once today. Honestly, I will not be Albion, subjected to this. Albion would just take a D&D &D mini and go, this is my piece. I'm playing this orc. I have this fantasy uh, um, episode in my head where Albion DMs for us, so we play D&D &D or like Impulse Drive or Monster of the Week, but you know we're doing it in our characters. So oh, like you know God. you got that would be that would be so much fun to well, do as a bonus episode. Yeah, <laughs> that be Albion DMing. Like you've got like Warden Beaumont who has like an eight page backstory that goes back like three <laughs> generations. Des has no idea what she's doing. We got a monk who just wants to punch. We've got the rogue who just wants to rogue. And and the if, best part is that Beaumont has like an eight page backstory and his character dies in the first encounter. 
Yeah. If I could have any of the GMM characters DM for me, it would be the librarian, and I don't want to insult anybody by saying that, but... He gets tetanus from a goblin. <laughs> Beaumont, that is. Amazing. Beaumont gets tetanus I mean... from a goblin. Oh, I mean, honestly, I think the librarian, I mean, well, that, that just kind of makes enough sense to me why you would want that. Reasonably, that is an episode that I will go out and say will exist in the future. There's no timeline, but that will happen. That'd be yeah, cool. that's that would. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. The, the frame <laughs> of that is that it is a tabletop role playing game being played by the characters <laughs> who are being played by us. <laughs> yeah. Holy shit. So we have to be in character when we make their sheets. Yes. Obviously. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, what? Oh, huh? okay. All right. Um, here is a question from Paul Loves to Laugh. What does your character smell like? White tea. That's a pretty personal question, isn't it? <laughs> White tea. Perfect. Michael it's Jordan Cologne. Okay. Alvian smells like so Old I've Spice made that Sport. Bottle last for years. <laughs> Alvian smells like Old Spice Sport and um, occasionally sweat and sometimes gunpowder, with a faint hint of ginger. <laughs> I think that Roe would, and this obviously is in a fictional universe. Roe would smell like a perfume that recently came out by uh, Haley Kiyoko. Which smells like grapefruit, and I, yeah, rose smells like fruit, but like good fruit. <laughs> okay, uh, Warden Joseph Beaumont smells like uh, loneliness. Anyway, um, oh. is there a side <laughs> character that any of you are dying to know more about? And that is a question from Cypress Dawn. A side character I want to know more about. Uh, I'm going to let y'all go first. I want to think about this. Uh. Uh. All right, fine. I'll go first then. God. <laughs> I'm thinking. <laughs> I want. I want to know about Valencia. Not just because I want to get Siobhan on our show more, but because <laughs> I want to know more about Valencia and what the hell the whole deal is. <laughs> and I feel like I'm not gonna fight out until at least three arcs from now, and it makes me upset. <laughs> you think I also wouldn't like to know what happened? <laughs> uh, I mean, I would love just an in-depth, like, book on all of the characters. <laughs> but I think that, and maybe we can make this happen, I want Ro to just shadow Ladislav for a day. Because <laughs> I said it last year, and I will say it every, every single time. That man is an enigma, and I love him. And Ro When are we getting too. the actual Ladislav on our show? Oh, my God. I know. Oh, I gotta ask him. Seth, you know I need the last you to, time we were there, he had like we asked why he wasn't open every day of the week, and he, it, he said it was because he couldn't find people who would reliably work for him. So I mean, oh, if Rose looking for that part-time job, guys, I might move uh, to Burlington. <laughs> do it. Do uh, it. Okay, you won't. <laughs> I think I we have I time won't. for just a couple more questions. So uh, let's go with. This one. What topics or stories would you want to touch on more? And that is from Bailey uh, Pest on Discord. Uh, fuck. I honestly would like to get more 
of the Noctis Vigilia on the show. Um, not just because I want to be like, look how cool the thing I came up with is, but also because I want Albion to more explore some of the ethical ramifications of the group he works for and honestly doesn't seem to have questioned all that much. Ooh, spooky. I will not be doing another Scandinavian accent soon until I do, until I learn how to do it right, so. (laughs) It's fine, we'll get my, um, we'll get my friend Nelson to teach you to do it. As an aside, when I took uh, organic chemistry, my teacher was Norwegian, and learning organic chemistry from someone who pronounces English words with a Norwegian accent was amazing. Oh. <laughs> wow. Um, yeah. I think in terms of like what I'd like to see happen, I am a big fan of just dark. I like sad shit, as we know. Um, <laughs> I'd just like to see some healing. I want to see our characters be happy for a little bit. Never I would love to see more sad. And I want to see like all of the characters at their lowest and like how they handle that. But more so than that, I want to see them just be happy. Cause like, Oh boy. I think, well, we've already got at least one of those moments out of the way. Yeah. It was the birthday party. until like, you know, stupid shit happened. Uh, I mean, the, the ridiculously, brilliantly acted moment with uh with christine as des like in the hospital that uh that moment was definitely a character at if not their lowest a very very low point and uh i will say that i nearly cried editing that scene it was a a rough scene but we're we're resilient and christine is the best actress of her time oh oh stop (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but yeah I, you can't I see, see it like, but chris but christine is doing the oh stop but with the you know like more 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 please hand motion no i no. keep going <laughs> you keep going but stop <laughs> um no i want to see more of the epic highs and lows of of our team the dizzying highs the depressing lows and the creamy middles <laughs> the agony and the ecstasy uh okay is that another Good. rita cooper smith book Oh, <laughs> I did it! Your it's, mom. It's a, it's a Your movie mom. about Michelangelo. Uh, she did it first. <laughs> oh my god! I doubt it. There's a lawsuit about clicking that. a controller right now. <laughs> yes. Are you gaming during this, Al- uh, so- Darius? Yes. <laughs> you almost said Albion. Yeah, come on, man. <laughs> no. <laughs> Does anyone else have anything else to does anyone have anything else to contribute to this question or uh do we move on to what might be the final question of the night? Yeah, we can move on. Continue. Okay. Uh we have from Paul Loves the Laugh. What podcasts do you personally like and what podcasts would your character be into, if any? I will not start this one. Uh well, as I just said, I've been listening to the the crap out of Old Gods of Appalachia, um, which I'm still waiting on the next season of it, and I'm dragging as many people as possible into it. Uh, I also really love listening to campaign podcasts, particularly their Ark Skyjacks that they've been running for the last few years. Uh, it's a lot of fun, and James D'Amato is honestly just an incredibly good DM, and I love... GM, rather. And I love listening to him perform i love his cast it's 
it's a lot of fun to listen to. It's a great show. They have a lot of fun making it, and it's obvious listening to it. And I just, it's delightful. As for Albion, I don't fucking know. I know he just doesn't listen to Joe Rogan. I don't know if he does listen to podcasts, honestly. I think that Desdemona has no idea what a podcast even is. (laughs) Girl is so out of touch. Yeah, like, she still gets the daily newspaper and reads it, but, like, she really doesn't get out much when it comes to electronics, really. Uh, I mean, that's fair, because too much uh, electronic stuff she would eventually kill. mm Mm-hmm. I I personally, um, my introductions to podcasts uh, included the... Good, good boys, uh, the McElroy brothers. So I listened to my brother, my brother and me. I've listened to um, a lot of Adventure Zone. Amnesty is my favorite. Um, I've not listened to Balance though, so you know TBD, I suppose. Uh, and I'm currently binging Breathing Space, Fading Frontier, uh, which um, a couple of us are going to be in a couple episodes of for season two. And I highly recommend it. It is a sci-fi western podcast. The theme song is a banger. <laughs> done by Michael. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, and Christine is uh, on that podcast. You said uh, some of us, but you did not name yourself. Uh, and you you are on there just uh, crushing crushing people and making them cry with uh, with your your vocal talents. So that's a thing. It's almost like we have an incredibly talented friend. I know, right? Who would have thought? What are you talking about? Yeah, I knew you weren't going to pitch yourself on that show, so I'm definitely going to do it for you because you've been on there and you have definitely crushed it and you're going to keep doing that. So, yes, good. Um, Hey, Darius, you want to take a swing at this one? Sly doesn't listen to podcasts. Does Darius listen to podcasts? No, actually. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. I mean, hey, look, you can be a podcaster and, you know, not listen to other podcasts. Or you could be me. <laughs> and That's I'm going to I'm going to look at my phone for a second here uh to see uh which of these podcasts do I actually listen to. There are a bunch that I like and haven't kept up with uh recently. I've kind of been bouncing around. Um, I mean, Tom got me into podcasts at all by introducing me to my brother, my brother and me a few years ago. And then, you know, like the Adventure Zone and the like other spinoff uh, McElroy shows like Sawbones and Wonderful, uh, which frankly, I think I-, I like Wonderful maybe the most. But it's just because I I like that format of just talking about stuff that people like. Uh, and also I find Griffin and Rachel to be delightful. Uh, anyway, uh, let's see. Um, I, I recently listened to, because it's a recent podcast, Aaron is the funny one, uh, by Jack, Jack films, Douglas and his wife. Uh, it's, it's very goofy and just ridiculous, but it is uh, often a lot of fun. Um, man. Yeah. I I don't tend to listen to podcasts about serious things. I've never done a true crime podcast, uh, occasional, like I've only done one real audio drama and that was by a guy I know, uh, John Herman. My fiance is super into, um, super into true crime podcasts. I haven't really listened to him yet. 
yeah anytime that they call they sign off with stay sexy and don't get murdered uh but yeah the you know, mike for a long time i thought your favorite podcast was uh welcome to night vale because we used to talk about that a lot because you were super into it oh that's true yeah i okay that is like the only podcast that i was ever into before um my brother my brother and me which got me way more into podcasts and again that did come from tom being into welcome to night vale and yeah no welcome to night vale was something really special it's still going um but yeah i i oh yeah that was that was something really really significant um yeah that so like that's one of the only audio dramas uh, other than the disappearance podcast by john herman which i love it was like it was made specifically for me <laughs> but other than that it's mostly like comedy and stuff about like things that don't matter like distractify with mark bob and wade or uh um i love the panel quiz show uh blah, 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 um go fact yourself um uh, that, that yeah it's it mostly just like a bunch of comedy podcasts uh that i rotate through oh god how did i almost not talk about the flop house i have listened to so much of the flop house <laughs> and then we had stuart wellington on our show i I am literally over here with a Flophouse house cat t-shirt, and I almost didn't talk <laughs> about how that's one of the podcasts that I listen to the most. I listened to it today. Uh I I'm in I woof. Executive dysfunction strikes again. Um uh, uh Joseph Warden Beaumont is not into podcasts because he can't. He can't cannot. listen to them. He cannot. Uh, I if think he gets, if he even I've... looks at an iPod, it'll start to go on the fritz. <laughs> I think I've split my podcast list between me and Ro evenly, and I have come to the decision: Ro only listens to lighthearted, fun stuff, similar to, hold on, yeah, <laughs> um, lighthearted, fun stuff of beach too sandy, water too wet, and like Pokey Makers vibe. Whereas I'm mm. the one re-listening to uh, the the lovely end of balance, and actually no, the uh, any <laughs> specifically in balance, anytime something sad happens, <laughs> I'm finding those episodes and re-listening to those specifically. But I like things Oof. that have a lot of character development, like the bright sessions. Um, Things like Green Mountain Mysteries. It's a great show. <laughs> I love that one. I've Join heard the that. party. <laughs> Join the party was, and I mentioned this last year, like the first podcast I listened to in its entirety. It's such a good journey for this group of characters to go on. And these characters make hard, like what would be considered wrong decisions in like actual play. And they're decisions that the character would make, not the players. So I like stuff like that. And Ro is like, hey, uh, bad Yelp review. Ha ha ha. Because she, she's got a lot going on already. <laughs> wow. Okay. Um, yeah. I, I feel like we've, we've done a good job answering a pretty broad spread of questions from people who I, listen to our show. I, I do want to say I have like a dozen more podcasts I would list, but I don't want to just take up all the time. Thanks for putting and me Tom on blast. His... Hold up. Tom, if we will all put our podcast recommendations in Discord, 
check all those podcasts out. We're gonna we're gonna pick them, handpick them, just for you, the <laughs> listeners at home. You're welcome. <laughs> I will select a bunch of Flophouse episodes for new listeners to get into because I oh, that show is so very fun. It's just bad movies, and sometimes you want to listen to a group of people rip apart something that you hate, or maybe find that they surprisingly don't actually hate it. Because there are many episodes I've listened to where I was like, "Ah, oh, they're gonna this, they're gonna tear this movie apart," and then they were like, "You know what? It's dumb, and I love it." And it's, oh, okay. You never know. So, uh, I think last question of the night uh, is coming from this is JC who asks, will you tell me about this episode's sponsor? Yes, absolutely I will. Our sponsor today... Podcast Network. Quality programming right to your pocket. Hi, I'm Brittany, and I have a bachelor's degree in film and television. And I'm Jessica, and I have a bachelor's degree in equine studies. What would happen if we put our heads together? We would come up with the new best worst horse movie. Like a movie where a horse is the best hard-boiled detective the city has ever seen. Or a movie where horses are fighting in the front lines in a space war. We're doing just that here at Cult Classics, a new show on the Pocket Podcast Network. Join us every other Monday for good horses, bad plots, and all the bad horse movies you never knew you needed in your life. 